0: Hey everybody, Dave DeBow with another episode of the Property Profits Real Estate Podcast. Today, zooming in, we've got Bill Bymel, who is a very experienced real estate entrepreneur. And we're going to be talking about something really timely and interesting for where we're at in the markets right now. And that's what's going on with interest rates. That's what's going to be coming down the pipeline with foreclosures and defaults on mortgages and all that nasty stuff that can create a lot of opportunities for astute real estate investors so Bill's going to be talking to us about that how he rode out the last great recession made a lot of money for himself and his investors and what he's looking towards for this new one so Bill welcome to the show
1: Dave it's a pleasure to be with you this morning
0: likewise my friend all right so Bill You've written a book about this whole thing. You're in the, uh, what would we call this? How would, uh, how do you describe the business that you're in when it comes to real estate?
1: Sure. I'm an investor in the secondary mortgage market. That's the, the world of seasoned mortgage loans that are sold after the point that they are originated. You know, they're investors, large and small, sovereign wealth funds down to individuals, hold mortgages on residential and commercial real estate. I got into a specific area of the mortgage investment field, which was the purchase of non-performing, sub-performing, defaulted mortgage loans, mostly in first lien position, and I got into it at a time when the market was obviously going upside down, and millions. So, so of
0: when, when abouts did you do that? And and is this the same thing we, we hear people talking about notes investing in notes? Is that that's right? That's, that's right. what it's all about. That's okay. right.
1: And most people that invest in notes, there's two types of notes, right? Okay. There's the perform- forming note. And so investors that have a 401k or a self-directed that they just want to clip a coupon for, Gaining that interest on a performing note is a very safe investment, especially if you can do so tax free through a self directed so a lot of investors have invested in performing notes, but there's also a huge market for non performing and there's there's a whole bunch of ways that non performing notes can be of value you can, as an investor in real estate it's a good way to get to real estate at a discounted price. And as an investor like myself who makes money on fixing and flipping or arbitrage plays, it's an opportunity with multiple tools in your toolbox to help people out while making a lot of money for my investors. We
0: were talking about this a little bit before I pressed record there, Bill. And and you were saying that a lot of folks have the impression that this is kind of a vulture-type business. It's a predatory-type thing. We're taking advantage Right. of these poor old homeowners who've fallen into default through no fault of their own. Yeah, right. Right. <laughs> Maybe yeah, <for> right. <laughs> but using talk- their house
1: as an ATM, perhaps. Yeah,
0: <laughs> exactly. So talk to us a little bit about that and, sure. and how, you, how the vulture side of the business works and then also how the nice guy Right, business right,
1: right. Very interesting. So I got into the business in the summer of 2008 with an opportunity to buy mortgage loans at what some would say are pennies on the dollar. Yeah. This is three months before the fall of Lehman Brothers while the crash was still a- on its, you know, in process. Right. And for me, that was a light bulb moment. I saw the opportunity. It was, you know, that was a unique business. But getting into the buying of non performing loans at a discount and then becoming a debt collector it was not something that I was really excited
0: about. <laughs> <laughs> I, I wonder why.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. So I got to, you know, and so it had that kind of reputation back in 2008 when the business really started to. to spawn and and snowball. And I got together with my partners and we created a whole new paradigm by which we are able to pass some of the savings that we get back to these borrowers that are in distress. You know, one of the things that we can do with private equity that banks or regulated private equity institutions can't do is we can make decisions outside the norm. We can act individually based upon each individual borrower's needs. So one of the things that set us apart from the very beginning was when other lenders were calling collecting collecting payments, we were calling asking borrowers, how would you like to see this resolved? And it really became a paradigm for helping people, creating win-win strategies to to resolve this. As a matter of fact, I wrote a book about it called Win-Win Revolution in 2017, which really dictated the fact that, you know, the first 30 or 40% of the the non-performing loans we buy, we will help people modify and stay in their homes. If someone has the opportunity to keep their home and they can afford it, we will do whatever we can to make that happen. There's
0: so, there's, a, so, so if you don't mind, Bill, I just want to yeah. wrap this for a second. So, typically, the not so nice guys in the business, the typical correct modus operandi for them is My they buy these non yeah okay <laughs> <laughs> you buy these non performing notes, and then they get a, a crew of debt collectors correct on the phone. And what, how does that typically yeah, look? What no, exactly.
1: Understand? And that's one of the things when I speak to my partners about it is we're really taking advantage of the inefficiencies that exist in mortgage loan servicing. Not only are we individually looking at files, but the average investor, large investor is a fund or a bank or sovereign wealth, and they will buy hundreds of millions of dollars of these mortgages that are in default and they send it to their debt collector, which is their loan servicer. And then it's the servicer's job to either collect the money or put the borrower into foreclosure and initiate a foreclosure. And take the property. Yeah. So there's it's a it's a pretty straight it's a much simpler group of and, and, options. And
0: from your experience, what does that kind of look like? Like big picture, what yeah. percentage do they actually start collecting on? What what percentage do they typically? Foreclose on? Do you do you know what? Yeah, that kind of yeah, like?
1: absolutely. An average non-performing loan shop that doesn't doesn't follow my strategy. Yeah, would be you'd have about thirty percent short sale deed in lieu. You'd have maybe twenty percent. That would modify it. And most of those modifications came under government mandated programs. Okay. And then the bulk of them, they just send to the lawyers and the lawyers have no motivation to resolve or help anyone They're They're charging a fee to to do their job. So, the yeah, so it's just a machine that rolls and there's no there's no individualism to it. You know, I got into this knowing as we all knew that the you know in 2008 that the market was blowing up. And you know, did you, I don't know if any, if you had a mortgage back then Dave, but I tried calling my mortgage servicer to get, you know, a couple of questions answered in 2009. And they, it was a long call. Well, and well,
0: they, well I'm up here in Canada. So we were a little bit insulated from that. Oh, that's we're right. That's right. Way that's fewer right. Banks, but. They were just starting to do all that crazy stuff. Yeah. Then the you know what hit the fan, and they all clenched yeah. up their you know they got
1: smart. Stuff. They got smart quicker. Uh,
0: yeah, they claimed they were super smart, but basically they're super lucky. slow, and they just hadn't. <laughs> to, <laughs> right, like, just lucky. Uh, <laughs> okay, so crazy. so anyhow, that's that's how the big guys do it. Yeah. Wow, that's another fantastic idea. Hold on to that thought for a sec. We'll be right back. Now, are you a real estate investor who's run out of cash or credit to grow your portfolio? Are you looking to grow your portfolio using other people's money and raising capital? Well, I wanna show you how to raise six figures or more in six weeks or less at my upcoming Investor Attraction Workshop. You can get your ticket and find out all about it at InvestorAttractionWorkshop.com. We're gonna spend a full day taking a deep dive into this roadmap that I've used to raise millions for my deals and I've helped other people just like you cumulatively raise hundreds and hundreds of millions of dollars for their deals as well. So again, you can check that out at InvestorAttractionWorkshop.com. And as a loyal listener to the podcast, you'll get 50% off your ticket when you use the discount code podcast. That's right. Discount code podcast at InvestorAttractionWorkshop.com. See you at the next workshop. What's Bill's way? What's the win-win way? What? Give me maybe a a concrete example of how you might actually work with somebody. To help them turn stuff. Around. Absolutely,
1: and some of these, you know, you you read about these stories in my book. And every month, I have a new story, and this is what makes my job so exciting. I mean, it, in real estate, it's a great game. It's a new world every day. And then being in the position that I'm at, dealing with people that are in a distressed situation, and being able to provide a lifeline to that is one of the most rewarding ways to live a life and make a lot of money. And so, for example, you know, I when I early on there was so much so many loan servicers were so overwhelmed that borrowers just couldn't get you know they would send in their modification documents a page would go missing the application wouldn't get processed you know and then all of a sudden a foreclosure would start i mean millions and millions of americans were actually forced into foreclosure i know i know servicers like Lytton and others that got shut down because their servicing operation, their debt collectors were telling people that they would only consider them for modification if they stopped making payments, forcing, albeit forcing people into into default. So, you know, what we do is we, we take a savings. So on average, let's say today's market for non-performing, i could probably buy at an average of about 60 cents
0: on the dollar so let's uh, let's let's look at round numbers let's say it's a hundred thousand dollar note mortgage yep yep you could probably buy that for sixty thousand right?
1: dollars yeah the hundred thousands i'll probably buy even for 55 just because it's a smaller number but let's okay. just say yeah let's just say for round numbers you buy a hundred thousand dollar mortgage for sixty thousand okay and and that hundred thousand dollar mortgage is against you know maybe there's a little equity still in the property one hundred and twenty thousand today's day and age a lot of people say, still have a little bit of equity but they owe a hundred thousand dollars and part of that hundred thousand is you know ten thousand in arrears. Your average bank will call that borrower up on the loan boards and say you owe us ten thousand dollars. When are we getting the check? Well, if somebody can't make one payment, they're not going to make ten, right? Yeah, exactly. So so we come to that person and we say you know forget what happened in the past, whether it was a bad conversation with your service or missing paperwork. Let's let's look at your current financial situation. And as long as they have a job and an income to support it, we will put people into a modification. We can streamline a modification where we don't have to ask them for a down payment. We, in many cases, we're changing.
0: so So you're waiving the penalty the bank would have charged the 10 grand or whatever. Correct. Yeah, and you might roll a
1: portion of it into a new loan and waive a portion of it. So you give a little bit of savings back to the borrower. Remember, I'm I'm getting a big discount on the debt, so I'm getting the debt for 60 cents on the dollar. Imagine I buy this at 60 cents, it's a 100,000 of debt. Let's say I go to them and I say, listen, you make six on-time payments, I'm gonna modify you to 96,000, which is gonna waive a couple thousand dollars of past due and stuff that, you know, over the years and put you into a a brand new we will even give you a whole new 30-year term now i've right-sized that loan for myself so i now have what was a non-performing loan at a hundred thousand that i bought for 60 I now have a performing loan at ninety six thousand. Meanwhile, I've taken in six months of payments, so a couple thousand dollars that I've that I've gotten in income, mm-hmm. and that loan, as a performing loan, can now be packaged and resold to other investors, whether it's the four hundred one k investor or a securitization investor mm-hmm. on Wall Street, and those and the re, the reperforming rate. On mortgages is is north of ninety percent, and in some cases close to par, depending so, on the interest
0: so rate. So, just for simplicity's sake, because I'm a simple kind of guy. Yeah. So we've got that orig- original original hundred thousand dollar mortgage yep. loan that you have purchased for sixty. Yep. You've gotten six months worth of payments. I don't know what that would look like, give or take. Would that yeah, be four, grand, four, four or five? Yeah, grand?
1: four or five grand. Let's say. Yeah. Okay. Yep. And you've,
0: so You've knocked now. You've knocked. So you've collected that. Yep. Now you've knocked the mortgage amount for the borrower down to what is say? 96. Yeah. Okay, so basically good. All right, 96. Yep. And now they've been performing for 6 months, it's a performing note. You can turn around and sell that to a more conservative investor. Correct. Or how much?
1: 90 cents. Let's say I give the investor a discount, mm-hmm. you know, maybe it's a six coupon note and I give it to him for 90 cents on the dollar. So he's getting a seven and a quarter yield on a well, a performing loan first lien with collateral backing. He's completely in the money equity wise. So okay. now I'm exiting at like eight, you know, 87. So there's a 27,000, you know, there's about a 40% worth of upside. Now I probably have expenses. I've yeah. got boarding fees. I've got, you know, I've got the due diligence and legal costs. So I've got a couple thousand dollars in expenses there. But you can see how the return can be very nice. I mean, um, actually, when I look at the history of my last 10 years and having done this uh-huh. to the tune of close to a billion dollars of invested dollars in the, in the space, the best returns are keeping people in their home buying something getting a payment going and then reperforming it it's it's the ultimate win win and our irr's are constantly you know in 20s 30s 40s all day long
0: so is this something that the average mom and pop real estate investor can get into or is this only something that the big guys the big banks that the funds can really be doing
1: great question this was a good old boys network prior to the last downturn in 2008 and in many ways it still is when dealing with a couple of these wall street guys i was fortunate enough to be introduced to those people. And I'm like, you know, I somehow have managed to stick around for over a decade and become part of the old boys club. But what I've seen happen in these 14 years since then is I've seen an entire tertiary market of note buyers and investors around the country that have gotten into buying individual notes, whether performing or non-performing. There are a number of, of educators, legitimate educators out there. There's a couple of con artists as well, but there's a number of legitimate educators that cater to the average real estate investor that wants to get into note buying. So it very much is a growing market. There's more people trading notes on what I call the, the tertiary market. They don't like to think they're part of the secondary market. It's true, they are, but it's a level of traders of individual investors. So there's absolutely opportunity for the average person to get involved. I know several people that own one, two, or 10, ten notes.
0: Very cool. Bill, we could talk about this for a long time. However, we don't have a long time. So if I right. want to find out more about you, I know you've got a book, I know you've got a podcast. What should people be doing? Yeah, no, the
1: best thing to do is just find me at my personal website, billbymel.com. That's B-I-L-L-B-Y-M-E-L.com. And that'll take you in all directions, whether it's my book, my webinar, my podcast, or one of the companies that I manage. I'd love to hear from you.
0: Fantastic. We'll make sure we've got those in the show notes. Bill, it's been a real pleasure. Thank you very much. Thank you, David. All right, everybody. Take care, we'll see you on the next episode. Well, hey there. Thanks for tuning into the Property Profits Podcast. If you like this episode, that's great. Please go ahead and subscribe on iTunes. Give us a good review. That'd be awesome. I appreciate that. And if you're looking to attract investors and raise capital for your deals, then I'm going to invite you to get a complimentary copy of my newest book right back there. There it is. The Money Partner Formula. You can get a PDF version at InvestorAttractionBook.com. Again, Investor attractionbook.com. Take care.